Hello, everybody. Welcome to Health Chatter in today's episode on trust and health. Should be an interesting subject. Clarence and I are going to take that one and run with it. We'll see where it goes. There's all many, many different stories that we can talk about as it relates to trust and also different subjects as it relates to trust and health. So uh, we'll be doing that in just a second. We've got a great crew that always does our, our good background research for us and our production. We have Maddie Levine-Wolf, Aaron Collins, Deandra Howard, and Sheridan Nygaard, who do our background research for us. Uh, Matthew Campbell is our production manager, Sheridan, and, and he also are responsible for our marketing. Then of course, I've got my great colleague, Clarence, Clarence Jones, 42 shows, quite a, quite a ride already. It's, it's, it's pretty good. We must be doing something. It okay. is, it is, it is very um, much. And then we've got human partnership, which is a great community initiative that, that sponsors our endeavors and many, many thanks to them. They're a great organization. Uh, we recommend that you check them out at their, at their website. So today, trust and health. So where do you want to start with this one, Clarence? Why don't you go with it? Well, I think, Stan, to talk about trust in a very general uh, perspective, in a general, very general way, is a good place to start. Because I think we throw out the word trust all the time. Yeah. We, we, we believe that... Uh, we know what that means, and yet it is something that is at times a very difficult topic to discuss because of our own experiences or somebody else's behavior. And so I think that it's important to, to talk about this. Uh, one of the other things that I thought would be important to talk about is how does trust affect us, you know, in terms of how we respond as well. And so, uh, yeah. Let's just jump in. Just let's just jump into it. Talk about ourselves and about yeah. trust and and those kinds of things, so that we can get going. Yeah. So you know, um, trust is kind of an inherent aspect of of health. So let's let's start out with trust and um, health as it relates to uh, primary care providers. Okay. So. Um, I know, for instance, and you know, I've said this to, to many of my friends and colleagues and family, that I have a great trusted relationship with my primary care internist, okay? I've been seeing him for, for years, and um, it's, it really is comforting. It really is comforting. So like when I go into my chart, for instance, and I want to, you know, ask uh, Paul Gottlieb, my, my internist, a question. It's like almost immediately he'll, he'll, he'll get back to me and, um, and it just feels good. Do you know what I mean? It just, it, it, it really feels good no matter what happens or what happens to be going on whether you have a medication issue 
or a question, or if all of a sudden you're sick and you feel lousy or whatever, you, you know that whatever um, insights he would be giving me in this case, um, I would run with it. I would really run with it. Do you have that kind of feeling with, with your docs at all, Clarence? You know, I actually, I do, but I think it's because um, there is a history there. You know, you, yeah. you have a, you have, you have the time to take a look at uh, how they treat you. You have to take uh, time to look at their character, how they respond to, like you just talked about how they respond to you. Um, and so you can develop some confidence in them and yeah. you're willing to work with them and you're willing to share, uh, you, you like, just, just like you just did, you, you shared your, your provider's name which says mm -hmm. that that gives an additional piece around uh, a, a additional piece to someone who might be willing to try that. You know, I think though that uh, trust is a uh, it, 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 it at least in this in this time. I know we're talking about trust and health, but in this time there seems to be such a disconnect between trust and health because there's just so many different things that are just going on. And, uh, you know, in our environment, because we're talking about health chatter, in our environment, we find ourselves trying to address a lot of those challenges and those conversations that would uh, tend to cause people to be distrustful of things at one time that they did trust. Yeah. You know, and uh, I know that we, we, we one time we, we did, we had, we had somebody else on our show that talked about, you know, the, the challenges that we have in terms of, uh, now with fake news, uh, talking about the di different things of getting people to trust. But I think it's important for us to, to understand what trust really is. And so yeah. trust is that, that assurance that, you know, again, in, in, in terms of the character of the person, but it is being very challenged right now in this type of environment. Yeah. So let, let's, I've got like you know, five or six different things here. Um, one thing I do know, and maybe you can react to this too, Clarence, is um, what happens when trust is compromised, mm -hmm. okay? Now, based on my experience in the healthcare arena, um, trust can be reestablished, but it's harder. Mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. much, it's much harder. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, is, is trust is, is really a sacred thing to each and every one of us. Mm -hmm. um, I'll give you a, for instance, you know, as, as most of our listeners know, I've been, I see um, orthopedic patients to help them through knee surgery. And when they're trying to deal with their pain, you know, after, you know, knee surgery is not a fun, fun surgery. Mm -hmm. um, I tell them, explicitly to trust what their brain is telling them about their pain in order for it to be managed. So one of the things that, that I really feel is inherent in all of us is trust yourself first and foremost, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to health related issues. Nobody knows you better than you yourself. What do you think about how about? Well, that? you know, you know, it's interesting that you say this. As you, as you were talking, I, I was thinking about the the whole idea about uh, not only health, but I just I just think in, in, in personal 
relationships, the the breaking of the bond of trust. Yeah. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be very very open and transparent about this. I was in a long term relationship mm-hmm. uh, that uh, uh, disintegrated. I'll use that word. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the next time I got involved in a relationship. Uh, there was uh, challenges because there were things that I assumed were happening that were not necessarily happening because it seemed and it appeared that the other person were doing some of the same thing as the as, as the former person. Yeah, I mean, I mean and so it, it's very it's very very interesting. I also think about the fact that sometimes when we have bad experiences uh, in terms of trust, we can see somebody that looked like somebody that betrayed us. And we get all these feelings inside of us that that causes us to be disconnected from people. And I think the same thing, you know, when it comes to this issue around uh, how we are working through this issue of, of trust and public health is that we've had some experiences that may look like other experiences. And so now it's creating additional drama. Uh, the COVID piece, uh, because there was such a long term period of separation between us and the ability to see our healthcare providers and to see other people in our community, it really caused us to, to look at and reestablish trust, man. I mean, I, I was I was talking to somebody recently, you know, because I go out into the community, I do a lot of different types of things. I actually had to go back out and reestablish relationships. Yeah. Because just that period of time where there was that separation, where there's all this, this uh uh disturbing news and conversations, I had to go back out and really figure out, you know, who I was working with and where I was, what I was trying to do. And it was a period of, a period of transition. I think that's what happened with us sometimes when, when we have uh, uh, a breaking in the trust. Yeah. That we have to it, go back and, re- and reconnect, which is what we can talk about. You know, COVID um, certainly brought up trust issues. I can tell you, for instance, that um, I heard this specifically of me where they said, Stan, you're a public health professional for crying out loud. You know, for all these years, we've trusted you. Now we're dealing with this thing, COVID, that's hit us all. And we've got to turn to you Mm -hmm. and, you know, my other colleagues as well for trusted guidance, trusted information and communication about this, Mm -hmm. and we aren't getting it, Mm -hmm. okay? And so to a certain extent, um, COVID provided a a break in public health trust. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, and um, you could probably anticipate those types of things when you have an emergency situation like that, because everybody is kind of, you know, flea flitting around trying to figure out what the hell to do next. Mm-hmm. But um, well, underlying, think- underlying all of it, underlying yeah. all of the trust related to COVID is we were not, we in the public health arena, we're not trying to do more harm. Okay. Right. We were trying to do good. Okay. And that is an inherent aspect of trust. Yeah. I think when 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 um when you when we talk about about COVID, we talk about that period of time. I think people were wrestling with, as you just said, it was they were wrestling with the communication. 
but even more importantly, they were wrestling with their own insecurities because there was so much uncertainty going on. It was very difficult to say like, okay, we can confidently uh, uh, trust you. I mean, you, you, you had a long history of being trusted, but, but there was another piece in there. It was their own insecurities that causes them to have a disconnect between what you, your, your long personal history and what was going on then. And so I think that part of what happens with people is that, um, you know, the only thing that you could do during that period of time, Sam, was to, as you just said, you know, you had to work to do no further harm. You know, right. that was your behavior. You had to, you know, you had to reestablish that, that trust by telling them information that they could slowly begin to regain that trust. But it also meant that they had to also address their insecurities about the information that you were getting ready to present to them. And so yeah. This, yeah. Is a, this is the challenge sometimes you know, especially for me, in terms of this this particular time in in our in our world, is that there's so much uh, insecurity and also insincerity in people's in people conversation. It is difficult to to be to feel solid Correct. on many many issues yeah. and with many people. Yeah. So let me ask you, Clarence, um, who do you trust? Well, I, 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 you know, first of all, I, I would just tell you, I don't want to trust my faith. Okay. Okay. But, okay. but, but I also trust people that, that are, uh, I trust you. Okay. I mean, we always talk about this. It's almost like, you know, a kumbaya party whenever we talk. Yeah. But, but, but part of that is that I don't expect you to be perfect. But I, what I do trust about you is that you will be sincere. And even if I get some mis misinformation uh, from you or some miscommunication from you, if I, or if I, if for whatever period or reason I would feel insecure about something that you said, you know, because of what you, your behavior or something that I, you know, uh, I would be able to, uh, to address that in the sense like say, okay, Stan, you know, what, what did you mean by that? You know what I mean? So for me, it's, uh, it, it's been, a, it's been, a, it's been a period of who do I trust? I trust people that are, that are sincere and have good intentions, you yeah. know, and, uh, and people that yeah. I have a long positive history with people that will tell me the truth. I mean, because for me, and again, once we talk about this whole issue around trust, people tell you what they know, but no, but, but nobody's perfect. And so you just have to, uh, you have to believe that people are are, are being sincere in, in their uh, conversation with you. And then, you know, accept the fact that we're human and that uh, we make mistakes, but you mean me no harm. Yeah. So here's, um, here's an interesting twist to all of this. And I'm sure people in our listening audience can um, relate to this. When you're dealing with certain health issues, sometimes you have to deal with an immediacy of a situation. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, actually I was talking about this with, uh, with my wife when we were traveling back from out East uh, this last week. And for any of you that have experienced a detached retina, okay? That's an emergency situation. Okay, mm -hmm. I mean, you can't, all right. So I had one, actually I had both, but immediately mm -hmm. I had to trust a physician mm -hmm. that frankly, I had never 
met before. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's just like, wow. And, you know, and that's part of the angst of, of the situation at hand. And let me relate this part of the story. Um, we went to a, you know, a retinal specialist and I'll tell you, I met with the receptionist mm -hmm. at the desk in the office and she looked straight at me and she said, you need to go to Dr. So-and-so, okay? And you know what? With her insight, it really, really helped establish a trusting relationship for me with that doc before I went in for the surgery. Yeah. So yeah. there's an immediacy of a situation that sometimes you have to rely on somebody else's judgment to help you with your trust. Right. Right. You know, Matthew, Matthew has a, had, had a, a question. I want to bring, I want to bring him in. Um, he was talking about historical uh, mistrust and those kinds of things. And so Matthew, why don't you come on in and uh, just kind of share with our listeners what you're thinking. And so that we can kind of, kind of add to it or, or, or add on to it. Chat about it. Yeah, let's chat. Sure. So we're going through this conversation. I'm kind of thinking of two things at the moment. One, we're all in public health that are currently in the conversation to an extent. So I feel like it makes it easier to trust a physician just because we have that simple understanding. Whereas someone who might be outside of the healthcare industry might be a little bit less, um, like, you know, and there's more that goes into it if you just don't fully understand everything in the healthcare industry. But the second thing I was, I've been thinking about, I've been reading a lot of books lately on the um, HIV pandemic mm -hmm. and how a lot of physicians during the 80s, that was part of the battle, finding physicians that um, were willing and capable uh, to treat HIV and AIDS. And so I'm just curious, and it, there was, it did create a lot of mistrust within the LGBTQ plus community. I know uh, historically other minority groups have also faced uh, some horrific things from the healthcare industry. Sure, so I've just been thinking about how, how do we as public health professionals and how as physicians or what role do physicians play in rebuilding this trust that's almost been Kind of embedded within the healthcare system for certain groups. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sheridan, you want to? We're going to want to ask your question, Matthew. Um, but Sheridan had uh, something we can just add on to it. So, Sheridan. Yeah, totally. Just following up with Matthew there, um, that made me think of the Tuskegee study and you know mm -hmm. the syphilis study there, and how that created a lot of mistrust with public health in general. And even though public health has uh, the best interest at heart most of the time, we have to acknowledge when we have broken trust and how to move on and build trust with those communities that we really did did wrong to. Yeah. I think one of the things for me in terms of both of your questions is that uh, we went through that really tough time of really uncovering the fact that there were things that were hidden from the community and hidden from, from society, right? I mean, for, whether it was the, uh, the AIDS academic or the Tuskegee, I think it took, it took, uh, it took a, a, a consistent building up of behaviors to say that you know that was a wrong that was that was wrong to do, but now we're trying to correct that. Uh, one of the things that I, I I do personally in terms of of uh, looking at at these various issues is the fact to say like 
how have we progressed since that period of time? So when we when we uncovered that, when we talked about that, how have how how has society tried to address those issues? How has the doctor, how have doctors tried to address the issue? How has the medical profession tried to address those issues? I think that's all the one of the things that we can look forward to is that, you know, when trust is broken, um, you know, there is a lot of there's a lot of, of, of dissonance and stuff like that. But if you want to restore that, uh, I'm in public health. I think that is very, very important, at least from my behavior, is that you consistently try to recover that by by uh, consistent behavior. So I don't know. That's that's how I think about it. Stan, what about you? Yeah. You know, there's an aspect of all of this. Um, you know, Matthew brought mm-hmm. you, you brought up the idea of a um, historical generational differences, I guess, in, in how we address trust. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, there's also cultural. So, um, hang on. So cultural stuff um, relates to a lot of different things, how you're brought up, um, the environment that you're brought up in, um, who brings you up, um, spiritual aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, Claire, you mentioned, you know, mm-hmm. faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and people really get grounded or use those as grounded aspects to guide their trust going forward or how they interpret trust for themselves like um there's explicit trust i trust this person and what they do and how they go about it explicitly okay and then there's different gradations of of trust for people as you go through your life professionally uh, personally family wise etc Another thing that I, that I relate to, and I'm going to connect it to a previous show that we did, was on pets. Think about the trust that your pet has in you, okay? To do the things that they require for, for their care. Now, that's explicit trust, okay? We can't obviously get their ideas about it, but you can sense it in them. And we're animals too. So we, you know, we, we go forth and, and deal with this as well. Another aspect that I want to bring up is uh, public trust, political trust as it relates to health related issues. Okay. So there's, there's always, always something going on in the political arena that, um, you know, gets the hair on the back of our neck up um, one way or, or the other. And when that happens, it's related to the, the cultural aspects that you're dealing with, the uh, how you were brought up aspects, etc. So let's talk about the political health trust that we're dealing with right now. Thoughts so on that, Claire? Yeah. Well, so yeah, I want to, but I, yeah, I, I love, I love that whole idea about the political aspect. I want to try to see if I can merge that into or, or another response to Matthew and Sheridan. You know, in my work, you know, in terms of the community, I'm often 
in the middle of historical, generational, Tuskegee kind of conversations. Always. You know, it's one of the one of the things that as a community health strategist, I'm, I'm always trying to address because of the long history. And so for me, because I'm in this space and this place where I've had the opportunity to, to see both sides of the coin. I mean, so that that would be the research, that would be the academic community, uh, that would be the, you know, the community's perspective. I have to be in a place where I have to earn the right to be a trusted messenger, which Good means point. that, yeah, which means I have to be really uh, transparent in terms of the conversations that I that I have with community and as well with the uh, uh, the academic research world. Now that's not a very that's not a very uh, easy place to be because people have their opinions and people have their silos and people have their thoughts about these things. And until we get to the point where we can at least enter the conversation in a transparent, open way we will continue to have the kinds of problems that we that we have. I mean, because people are, you know, if you hold on to your myths, then you it 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 it, it prevents you from having the opportunity to learn and to grow. And conversations in, in for me, in terms of growth, growth is always to me uncomfortable because I have to, I have to shift some of the things that I thought into yeah. some some new areas and so I have to be able to to uh, to balance those kinds of things out adjust you do I mean and, and trust is a lot like that a trust I mean I said a little bit earlier that one of the things about 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 our life and our experiences that sometimes we have bad experiences and if we're not open to uh to examining those things if we're not open to to uh, uh learning new ways we continue to hold on to those things and the world could change, but we won't, you know? Correct. And Correct. so, so, yeah. so this whole idea about trust, trust, trust requires some, uh, some stretching sometimes, uh, especially in, in areas where you really don't know. You may, you may, you may be emotionally feeling certain kinds of things. I mean, it's almost like, you know, like going to the doctor, you know, going to the doctor, and the doctor is telling you, you know, based on your on, on on the test that came back, there's some issues that you are having that we need to address. And if you don't trust that doctor, you'll just say you play it off. I mean, I mean, in an African American community, I mean, we talk a lot about prostate cancer, you know, and uh, uh, but but men don't trust doctors during the digital exam. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So so. You know, well, because I don't trust you doing the digital exam, I'll just keep this. You know what I mean? And so it's really it's it, it's this this trust thing is is really that is is really something that that can either no the trust thing can can really hinder us from really addressing the issues of health. And I think that we have to enter this very uncomfortable question. And I'm glad that we're doing this because no, we don't have any 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 uh, you know. We don't have an outline laid out so that we can just say like, oh, we go do this, 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 and this. Trust is something that that many times like a a uh, moving target. Yeah. So I want um, I want to well, let me as long as I'm thinking about this. Um, I talked about immediacy of a situation. You know, when mm -hmm. I had this retinal surgery, mm -hmm. and um, now 
because of the relationship that I created with that physician, almost, you know, at the drop of a dime, mm-hmm. um, I have an incredibly good trusted relationship with him where if, you know, heaven forbid, you know, this were to happen again, I would probably go to him. I'd find where he is to have him, you know, follow up and do more stuff for me. So immediacy of a situation can really heighten trust Mm -hmm. really, really quickly. Um, I don't want to lose the thought about um, the public trust or political trust. Mm -hmm. Um, What's your thought on that, Clarence? Well, I think we're in a very interesting time. I'll I'll say interesting because I I just... That's a euphemism. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) I think it's a very interesting time because there's so much uncertainty about what's going on. I mean, the things that we thought, you know, were solid, you know, established. I remember remember growing up, uh, Mary's Violent Eyes, Make Mark, whatever, that that, the the, the, the eight planets, all of a sudden we found out Pluto's not a planet anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, so yeah. I mean, so we grow up with these kinds of ideas in our mind, like you know that these things are are solid. We think from our political systems that we are, uh, you know, we're we're going to, we're going to do these things to uh, help the communities to be healthier in a variety of different kinds of ways, and then we find out that people are trying to uh, dismantle some of those right. public health issues. I mean, we, we're trying to find out people are trying to take away. Uh, medical services and things like that. So, you know, how do you trust a system that, you know, on one hand gives you something and on the next hand, they take it away? Yeah. You know, so it's 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 really, and it, it wasn't like that. It has it hadn't been like that, at least for me, you know, we just talked about the fact that we are we are baby boomers. It hadn't been like that for me up until very, very recently, where you just cannot understand or trust what's going on politically. But yeah. you still have to you still have to make sure that people are taking care of themselves. So how do you that's kind of a balance for us? You know, inherent trust is our um, relationships, and we've alluded to that with regards to your connection with your healthcare providers. Mm-hmm. So let me ask, let me get your sense on this one. Do you think health insurance gets in the way of trusted relationships with um physicians and dentists. And the reason I bring that up is for many people, you know, they're stuck in changing health plans from time to time. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, oftentimes your physician might not be have cover that health insurance that that you have, then all of a sudden you're thrown out, you know, into the, you know, the sea of sharks, trying to find a new, a new physician. So I just wonder whether or not health insurance and the system that we have set up right now compromises relational trust that we have with our healthcare providers. What's your sense on that one? I think so. And what is you were talking, what I thought about was that um, we're caught up in this in this mix of you know you know shifting uh, plans, those kinds of things. But we have a whole generation of young people who may not have any access at all. You know, uh, I think about and, and, and uh, Matthew and Sheridan can can do this because I think a lot of young people are. Uh, uh, 
may not be taken advantage of whatever there is whatever there is in terms of medical uh, uh, services and because they think they are invincible or but there is a time where you need it and all of a sudden it just really changes your perception about medical access and about the political system. I think we had a conversation about that once before. So Matthew and Sharon, what do you think about that? Uh, sure, I can jump in here. One of the things I was thinking about when you were talking about that is kind of like lifestyle as well. So, you know, I moved to Minnesota two years ago and before that I had lived not at home. I had lived about two hours away from home. So the primary care physician I had growing up then changed to a physician at my university campus in undergrad. Then I moved here and I got a new set of physicians at the University of Minnesota. And the way those operate, it's very, you see who you see. I think you're assigned someone, but when you need to go to the doctor, they assign whoever the next available physician is. And so you don't really get that prolonged standard of care. Do you, does that bother you? Um, yes. It does. I would say okay. it bothers me. But with that said, not enough to negate the convenience. So ah. I think, I think, you know, seeing physicians on campus has been really influential. Oftentimes it's free um, due to the health services fee we pay. Sure. Oftentimes it's easy to say, oh, I can just go to Boynton or, oh, I can just go to the university health center mm -hmm. rather than having to find somewhere my insurance ex is accepted. I just mm -hmm. automatically know that I can go there. Um, and so when you start adding all of them, those convenience factors, being able to get in in a timely fashion, it, it, it's almost, and for someone who's not dealing with any sort of like chronic illness or needs, I, I suppose needs that level of care or that trust, um, considering I just go to the physician when I'm sick, you know, for the cold or something, it's the convenience outweighs the importance of having that prolonged connection. While I would love that, and while I'm actually starting to get that now, now that I'm establishing roots here in Minnesota, it's just, in the end, it is more convenient. So you just kind of go with it. But. So that's so interesting. That, that brings that, yeah. I think that's really interesting because that also ties into the, the idea that you brought up earlier, Matthew, about a generational difference. So you bring up trust and, and also convenience, okay? Mm -hmm. I would, I don't, I don't know about you, Clarence, I wouldn't think about convenience. Mm -hmm. That wasn't even in my psyche. To me, I need to see this particular doc for this, this stuff. Why? Because I have created that relationship. And perhaps given my age now, I just want to make damn sure that whatever I'm dealing with now, he's got the full picture. My doc has the full picture. Where in your case, Matthew, your doc, whoever you might see, doesn't have the full picture, except maybe what's in a medical record of some sort or another. What's your sense on that, Clarence? You know, I, I, I agree with you. That was a very interesting- uh, Yeah, um, wow. For me, yeah. I'm like you, Stan, I need to, uh, with, with all the uncertainty that's going on, I, I need to find somebody I can trust. I mean, that, that I have some kind of experience with. You know, yeah. I, it's, really, it's really interesting is that whenever I go to a, uh, to a space where there has not been any kind of history, I'm really, really kind of uh, unsure of myself or unsure of the person who's providing it. And, uh, you know, whether it's convenient or not, uh, there still is that, that, 
that desire to know a little bit more about you. So I'll ask doctors, like, so doctor, tell me a little about yourself. You know, I wanna, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna probe, I'm gonna probe somebody, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, so why did you become a doctor? Why, why, why are you a nurse? You know, those kinds of things, you know. Um, so I think that that, that, that is, that is interesting because for me, uh, I desire to be uh, with a, uh, with a medical provider, a healthcare provider that, that there is a long positive history of, yeah. of relationships. So let me give it. Let me give you a twist on that one, a little twist. Okay, mm-hmm. like if all of a sudden, God forbid, somebody you know, you're diagnosed, anyone of us is diagnosed with a particular type of cancer, let's say, just for argument's sake, it would be more calming if I got that message from a um, a trusted provider of care that I've known for a long time. Okay, as opposed to what you were talking about, uh, Matthew, if, you know, one of these convenience doctors you know, or whatever, all of a sudden came in and said, hey, guess what, Matthew, you've got, you know, you've got cancer and, you, and you'd say, what the hell, you mm-hmm. know, now what? Okay, whereas for, you know, Clarence and I, with, with the relationships that we have with our physicians, we know that, they're, that they will be working with us, you know, almost from the very, very beginning to help navigate that. And that is um, stress-reducing, I think, personally. But yeah, well, so, so it's, it's interesting that you brought up cancer, and I, I'm going to be sharing some stuff. Uh, recently, I, I as a, uh, in one of my, my tests, my PSA test was extremely high. Mm-hmm. So I had to go get a, an exam. Yeah. No, yeah. I just talked about I talked about the digital exam before, but this 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 test this is yeah it's yeah a was a lot more intensive. Yeah, right. And right. you know, and I had to do it with a person that I did not know, and so uh, I think it hurt a lot more with that person than it would have hurt with with someone else that I had uh, uh, had personal experience with. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Because the stress. Because, yeah, they, they, and that's part that's part of the whole thing around trust as well. I, I, in fact, when we first started talking about this topic, I wanted to talk about what are the what are the uh, uh, the physical experiences that you have when it when there is a, a lack of trust. You know, what do you go through? I mean, even with a uh, you know, we, even in, in terms of talking about public health, what ca- what's happening to our bodies as a result of the fact that we are in a less trustworthy environment? How does it affect us? You know what I mean? So. Uh, yeah, it, it, interesting. It's, it's very interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. And, 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 you know, you just have to go. And I related this earlier in the show. It's kind of like what your brain is telling you. Sure. Your brain is, is really the guiding factor for your own personal health. I want to bring up another, another topic here, and that's technology and health mm-hmm. and trust. Okay. So we've got a lot of, we've talked about this in a previous show. Uh, gadgets, okay, that we use for, uh, you know, monitoring our health. Um, any, any thoughts about trust and, and all these different gadgets that we have, whether it be your watch that tells you your blood pressure or a Bluetooth monitored blood pressure cuff or a heart rate monitor or whatever the hell, okay? They even have things now for to do an electrocardiogram, you know. Um, what do you think? What do you think about this trust and technology? Even, even this kind of relationship where we do things, 
you know, via Zoom meetings, you mm -hmm. know, where we're doing telehealth now. Mm -hmm. Do you trust that as much as the actual personal interaction, uh, direct interaction that you would have with a provider? So any any thoughts on that, anybody? Well, as a, as a community member, you know, let me share this with you. As a community member, um, we're often challenged with the, the digital divide. And people are, you know, people are trying a variety of different things to help people to become more um, attuned to utilizing apps to do that. But what was interesting to me was we were we were talking uh, about an app uh, that was, I don't know if it was a blood pressure, I can't, I can't really think about it, but because of the melanin in, in the skin, mm -hmm. of the skin, uh, it wasn't giving accurate readings. Interesting. Okay, and so this this news breaks out, which also then says like, well, what else is not what else is not giving us accurate information? You know what I mean, so wow. so I think oh, I think yeah. sometimes where you know we get back to this intergenerational, we get back to this this cultural thing. Uh, when we start talking about this issue of trust, there has to be some kind of, I think, more of an a intensive way of making sure that people all people are included in the process. So. Yeah. This is one of the things that, you know, that we're working with in, in terms of community, which is to get people to be involved, not only in the technical technical aspect of it, but also the the uh, the studies, the, the yeah. clinical studies. Yeah. I mean, people just don't trust, you know, oh, I, I keep, you keep using that word, but people are really wary of, uh, of, of uh, Clinical trials in my in in the communities that I work with because of the the various things that happen or the myths of those things that have happened and so yeah. it's really difficult sometimes to get people to to be engaged in a in a, in a positive way. Yeah, yeah. Well, Matthew or or Shen, what's your thought about you know technology, telehealth, and um, and trust? Oh, this kind of piggybacks off of what you guys were talking about before and having healthcare providers that you really truly trust. I have had the same therapist, mental health professional for I think 13 years now. He knows all of my family members. He is one of the coolest people I've ever met in my life. He's a Vietnam War vet and he also went to like a bunch of music festivals. So we relate on a lot of things and we've built that trust in person for years. And so when we switched to telehealth, I think the only reason I could really still trust him is because we had that relationship built. My yeah. fiance has been really struggling to find a mental health provider telehealth that he actually really trusts. And it's been a really hard for me to watch him struggle with his mental health just because he can't find someone that works for him. And I feel so blessed to have my same therapist for years. Mm -hmm. And I just wish everybody could have that. But he is the only healthcare provider that I do truly trust. My experience is similar to Matthew's where I've had a very fragmented experience in healthcare, different doctors all the time. I have a chronic like illness, not disease. Um, I get cysts on my ovaries and I have gotten such wide varieties of treatment and experiences for it. Um, and I just really wish it was a little more consistent and that I could trust whoever I'm going to see, but I, it's just not there yet. But I do have yeah. that luckily with my mental health care provider. Yeah. Matthew, what about you? technology and, and health and trust. Sure. So I think for me, I've like fully embraced the e-health telehealth situation. So 
do I think it makes it a bit more challenging to trust my physician? Sure, maybe a little bit. But I think that's kind of where like I'm confident enough in my like public health know-how and my knowledge of like to to kind of like start to like realize when something might be not right. Um, with that said, I I kind of had the opposite of Sheridan's partner. I I have started as, with a therapist uh, last January. All of my all of it's been telehealth, and I've really the convenience this year. Um, I've been able to connect with someone through Zoom, no issue. If anything, I actually prefer it. I think it's a little bit easier for me to open up through a computer screen than it is like sitting in front of someone. It, perhaps it makes it a little bit less tangible than it otherwise would be. Yeah, um, because you could sit in the chair in your underwear. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And, right. And you can mute yourself anytime you want. Right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So let, let me say, let me say this. I, I want to let our listeners know that, that this is what health chatter is about. We're, we are revealing things about ourselves, uh, which I think it's important to share. I mean, we don't tell you everything, but we share some things with you that that's important because I think the point that we were creating this particular program was the fact to have honest, transparent conversations. Absolutely. And all of us yeah. are going through different things in our lives. And you know, you you might not be having a trust issue right now, but there'll be some other things that you're going through. What we hope to do through this program is to get us to have a, a plain, open conversation about things. Because I know that there are people out there who are going through the same struggles as we are. And uh, it's just a matter of being able to have the opportunity to, to share those things and to, to be yeah. able to develop and grow. And hopefully it helps, helps people, you know. One thing that we didn't bring up, and, and I just want to touch base on this before we, we close the show, is the idea of empathy and, and trust. If it, it seems to me that you can have a, um, a better, in, I'll put the word better in quotes, trusted relationship with somebody who's perhaps gone through what you've gone through or has felt the pain that that you have gone through do you think that that's true you know you when you said that Stan, i think about i i believe that very much so but but i think in in terms of uh, providing services to uh to to people uh, a doctor that has empathy that comes in that's that's open that that look like they care about you yeah you have you have more of a tendency to uh to uh to believe what they're saying and connect and, I, and, and yeah and i really wish that more doctors had that yeah you know i mean because we talk about this all the time is that that you come in you know you're you're very good at what you do you're very clinical you know you come in you use all the big words and things like that and then you walk out and you tell people we want you to be in compliance with this with this medicine regime and uh, the way that you treated me, I don't think I trust that. Yeah, you know, yeah. What I mean, I, I think I think I'd rather have my pain a little bit than this because you, you don't seem like you care about me. And so I think that you're absolutely correct. The whole idea about empathy, it has to be there, you know, for for people to to uh, to believe that you that you care about them. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting you bring up the idea of medication. Think about it. What what any one of us 
does when we pop a pill in our mouth. That's almost inherent trust mm -hmm. that you believe that that Advil, for instance, is going to get is you you have a trusted idea that that Advil is mm -hmm. going to help you with your headache or with mm -hmm. your pain, mm -hmm. or if you take um, you know a uh, thyroid medication that is mm -hmm. going to help control your your thyroid or your blood pressure, you mm -hmm. have inherent trust. And that trust starts with mm -hmm. your healthcare provider, okay? And doubt. really, really good communication with them. All right, closing thoughts. Um, Matthew, Sheridan, Clarence, thoughts on, on trust? This is a great conversation. Yeah, um, I'm kind of, kind of the end. I'm just thinking about like, I wonder if this trust issue is not just something that's isolated to the healthcare industry you know i feel no, like it's not that's going on throughout <laughs> the world and i think i was always growing up it's like taught to be you know weary of the world like how do you be trusting of the world so i think this is just kind of falling over into that but um yeah well keep in mind the name of the show is health chatter chatter you know oh, for otherwise, sure. otherwise for sure. we have a show on business chatter or whatever the heck you know <laughs> for sure but for sure. But, um, but you're absolutely health um, changes, or trust, excuse me, trust changes based on the conversation that you're, you're in, okay? Mm -hmm. If it's not health, but it's business related or it's whatever related. Um, so I wanna say this. It, it adjusts. Yeah, yeah, I wanna say this. Thank you for letting me ramble. Uh, uh, let's just thank you for listening to my rambling uh, because I think that just like this is a very interesting topic to discuss and it's one that as Matthew you just talked about it just it flows into whole so many different kinds of things and so while you start off with with intent to do one thing all of a sudden it's like it's something totally different all right so there you go there's our trusted health chatter of the day we probably you know it, it's interesting because if we had other people on 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 the show on this they'd have slightly different perspectives but um hopefully our listening audience got a little bit of a taste of what trust entails and how, and how we think sam and how we think and, yeah how <laughs> we think of what we think about it okay so thank you to everybody who's been on the show today. we got great shows coming up for our listening audience. You should know that um, Clarence and I are going to be doing a, a show just on research and what research means to, to health. we got a couple of shows coming up on cannabis, how it is that we deal with family, friends, colleagues, and how that affects our health, asthma, bionic aspects of our bodies and replacement parts. It's all coming up on health chatter. So keep health chatting away. Hi, everyone. It's Matthew from Behind the Scenes. And I wanted to let everyone know that we have a new website up and running, healthchatterpodcast.com. You can go on there. You can interact with us. You can communicate with us. Send us a message. You can comment on each episode. You can rate us. Uh, and it's just another way for everyone to communicate with uh, Stan and Clarence and all of us at the Health Chatter team. So definitely check it out. Again, that's healthchatterpodcast.com.